This episode of Shaking Spears was sponsored in part by the UJ Student Marketing Department. The University of Johannesburg. The future reimagined. Um, and now let's move over to Carl Roberts. Very often mispublished in the press as Caro Robert. Folks, there is an S on the end of the surname. Both yes, for her and often. her father, Ian. Um, so, yes, Caro Robert. Um, uh, the nunnery scene. I just want to ask you quickly, uh, as an actress and uh, getting into the mind of Ophelia, and obviously I play Laertes, for those of you who haven't watched the production yet, who are about to watch our production, etc. So I play Laertes and we play brother and sister and we do kind of have that real life sibling love hatred thing going on and that translates nicely onto the stage but asking very, you very now so. <laughs> asking you now <laughs> as an actress um how do you prep yourself for your headspace going into a scene like that and obviously as actors actresses we know the outcomes of the scene and yet we've got to play it fresh and new each time so, so how do you play yourself into bringing that vulnerability of this manipulated young woman, this woman without power in the court, um, whose father and the king are essentially sending in to be their cat's paw, to be their little pawn um, in the larger game of political chess as they try to figure out what's going on with Hamlet. At this stage in the play, keep in mind, Claudius and Polonius are both not sure that um, Hamlet is or isn't mad. Polonius is certain that it's the madness of love. Claudius is hoping that it might be so. So is Gertrude. So, so what, how, how do you approach that and how do you bring something fresh to the scene each time? Well, in terms of bringing something fresh into the scene each time, that's great, especially with an actor like Brian playing Hamlet because... The energy is always different, you know, according to the audience or the day or how many shows we've done or whatever the situation is. Um, but I am lucky enough that in our production, Claire is directed in a way that Ophelia is still on stage um, while Hamlet's doing to be or not to be. And that was a great gift for me because I have time to uh, ground myself, take my mind into a still place to be open and kind of just to play the puppet and to play the the dutiful daughter, which mm. is what Ophelia is really doing in that scene, uh, ignoring anything that she wants or any instinct she might have, seeing Hamlet in this kind of headspace and just doing what she's been told to do because that is what is expected of her. So I have to make myself open to that and focus. You always have to focus. Got to be in the <laughs> moment, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'd like to bring it back to Claire now um, uh, in terms of to be or not to be. And it's so hard to separate these two scenes. I mean, really, obviously, the speech is the famous one. But as you said, Claire, it's seminal. And in my mind, they're so closely interlinked. You can't have one without the other. They have to follow on because just to have the speech on its own, yes, that's fine. And I'm certain that many drunk actors will quote it at parties when they're trying to impress someone. I can't um, think of a single person who would do that. <laughs> I've certainly never done it at the Hilton Festival. Um, uh, but then leading into the scene, and the scene really is um, the payoff. And uh, what I'm asking here is, uh, 
Well, I'm kind of asking Brian and Claire to argue with each other a little bit, folks. Um, I'm asking, um, there's a moment um, in our production, and it's played in different ways. I'm going to jump around a bit here and uh, sort of intervene. But there's a moment where a noise is heard from backstage. And in our production, that noise cues Brian's Hamlet in that somebody possibly Polonius and Claudius, as is the case, is listening. But he now knows that somebody is listening and he gets a sense uh, that Cara's Ophelia obviously is a cat's paw, is working on behalf of someone. This is not something she's done of her own volition. Um, And then that kicks off uh, a great rage and anger, uh, which is beautifully played by Brian. Um, So coming back back to my point, uh, first of all, Brian, I'd like to ask you, is your Hamlet aware because there are a great many references and it's the most written about moment in uh, possibly all of Shakespeare and so is your Hamlet aware that someone else is there is a third party a third force at work here between this conversation between him and Ophelia before that noise in our production in our production excuse me in our production no he's not aware he's he's lost in his own thoughts with to be or not to be He's lost in his own argument. And then he's met with Ophelia, who is there, and he didn't realize she was there. And that turns into a, a, an almost gentle conversation. And then he hears a noise, but immediately he knows. So initially, no, he doesn't know anybody's there. But I think in the back of his mind, there's always that suspicion. People are watching constantly Mm -hmm. people are watching everything and as soon as he hears something happen behind an arras behind a wall behind a door whatever it may be he knows her father is listening he doesn't know the king is there but he knows her father is there because that's the kind of man her father is polonius has a strange addiction for hiding behind curtains and listening to other people's conversations he's quite a creepy man (laughs) Um, And that sends him off into a spin of anger and betrayal and questioning of the the relationship that he and Ophelia has. What is that relationship if she can't... Okay, I'm supposed to cut to Claire now, but I want to jump back into you, Brian, because in terms of that, uh, the scene um, starts with uh, Ophelia, you'll probably know the line but uh, my lord i have remembrances that i have longed long to re-deliver unto you um but so that's how long it's long thank you long long and long yeah again it's 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 friday and it's been a long week but brian hamlet's response is i never gave you aught uh is it not and, it and, and so it, it seems like there's there's already in terms of what we were speaking about earlier, the walls of trust, uh, in terms of who's inside those walls and who's outside them, has he already made the decision to push her out? Because he's brought Horatio into his confidence. He hasn't he brought, has brought Ophelia in. Yeah, No, he hasn't. He hasn't. And I think Ophelia is too close to him um, for him to allow that. And so she says, you know, here are remembrances of yours. And immediately he denies that because... For one, he doesn't want to let her go. And secondly, he doesn't want to bring her into exactly his confidence, the new knowledge that he has of seeing the ghost of his father. Suddenly the suspicion of his father's death becomes real 
and he doesn't want Ophelia to know any of that. She doesn't need to. Midair Machine, used under license CCBY-SA 4.0. For further information or bookings, contact Doreen at thinktheatre.co.za. The University of Johannesburg. The future reimagined.